Thank you for listening to Tahlequah First United Methodist Church's sermon podcast. We are a church with open hearts, open minds, and open doors who are making disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. And we do that by offering our sermons for you online. And so we hope you enjoy listening to today's sermon. Will you join me in the reading of the scripture, Jeremiah chapter 38, verses 4 through 6. Listen to these words. Then the officials said to the king, This man must be put to death. By saying such things, he is discouraging the few remaining troops left in the city. As well as all the people, this man doesn't seek their welfare, but their ruin. He is in your hands, King Zedekiah said, for the king can do nothing to stop you. So they seized Jeremiah and threw him into a cistern of the royal prince Malachi. Within the prison quarters, they lowered him down by ropes. Now there wasn't any water in the cistern, only mud. Jeremiah began to sink into the sand. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Have you ever been stuck in something? Have you ever found yourself stuck and, and you were the cause of it? I mean, I know as children, this seems to happen with all children in banisters. They find themselves stuck in the middle of the banisters. Maybe you've had to rescue a couple of children from now. Uh, You know, from those good second-story banisters, a kid gets his head stuck. Or maybe you were the kid that got themselves stuck. It happens to all of us. When I was with my nephew on on Friday, hanging out with him while my car was being serviced, Um, He found to get himself stuck in his car seat. He found the one place that his little leg could slide into and he couldn't get out. And as we were getting ready to leave to to go into the store, we had to like yank him out to get out. Sometimes we find ourselves stuck. But have you ever made the most out of your life when you were stuck? A story I came across, you know there are some really cool stories about being stuck in an elevator? And, and a lot of cool things happen when you're stuck in an elevator. One of the stories that I came across is, is a story from Colin from Scotland. He said, I got stuck in the, in the lift with, in my flat with a female friend. And it was New Year's morning after um, a, a great New Year's, but they found it was a great place to practice salsa dancing. And they practiced salsa dancing together. You know, I don't know how it works, but but have you ever been so stuck that you had to cry out for help? Have you ever found yourself kind of like the picture here, like that Jeep that you thought you could make it across the mud pit, and then next thing you know, your vehicle or tractor or trailer is stuck in the mud? I remember one time we were on a mission trip, and, and the pastor of the host church that we were staying at said, I want you to park your van on our lawn not in our parking lot. I never understood why he asked me to do this, but he did. So I I agreed because, you know, we were staying there. And and so we parked it, and, you know, the darndest thing happened that night. It rained and rained and rained. It rained two inches that night. And so as we were getting ready to go to our host site, I get in the van, the kids get in the van, and and we get ready to go, and, and we're not going anywhere. The van is stuck. It had sunk in the mud and, and grime of the area, and, and we were stuck there, and we couldn't get out, and we tried everything imaginable. 
And so we stuck one of the smallest youth who, who and I know this isn't probably the safe protocol to do it, but it's, we got out. <laughs> we stuck a youth in the front who knew how to drive because he's a farm kid, and, and, you know, farm kids know how to drive, and so we stuck him up the front because he was the lightest kid. And, and all of us adults got in the back of the van, and, and we're pushing this van to get out of the mud. Well, see, I was the new pastor there, and they didn't know how to respond to me. We hadn't developed a rapport. I hadn't been there long enough. And, and, and so as we were pushing the van, magically, or, or by some twist of fate, I happened to just slip and fall and, like, flip and, like, end up being covered in mud. And the people just stopped what they were doing. We stopped the van. They didn't know what to do. And I just laid there. And part of me thought I could respond one way, and this wouldn't go very well. Or part of me thought, I'll just start laughing. And so I laid there, started laughing, and, and the next thing I know, one of the kids came up and, and kind of broke the tension a little bit and took a big old pile of mud and just slammed it in the pastor's face because, you know, how often do you get to throw mud in the pastor's face? And, and, and it broke the tension that we had there. And, and sometimes being stuck when we become unstuck, it breaks some tension that we may have with the people that we're stuck with. In today's story, we find Jeremiah. He had been stuck. And he found himself in this situation. He was living to the way that God called him to live. He was speaking truth to power. He was doing such a good job that the people were tired of hearing Jeremiah telling them to change their hearts and minds, to change their focus, to turn around and repent and it will be all right. The people were living in a world that, that they thought, oh, you know, God's going to take care of us. Who cares if these Babylonians have taken out most of our people and knocking on our door? Who cares? You know, God's just going to take care of us. We don't have to change anything. We'll just turn on our TV and watch more football. They didn't want to listen to the truth that Jeremiah was bringing, that, that now is the time to turn our lives around from those idols and let's get unstuck and let's make this a better place. They didn't care. And so they got tired of hearing Jeremiah. And so what they do? They just took him and threw him in a pit. They got tired of him uh, doing what he was doing, what God called him to do. And, 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 you know, there are times when you're doing something that God has called you to do and and it is like being stuck in the mud. You feel like you're spinning your wheels because you're not getting anywhere. You feel like all you can do is, is be faithful to God and continue to try and continue to rock the van and, and continue to try to get the van out of the mud. And sometimes you just need a little help and sometimes you just need a laugh. Jeremiah finds himself in the pit. And what did he do? He prayed. He, he relaxed himself. He, he slowed himself down. And, and when he could have been angry, he could have been angry at the whole situation. He could, have, he could have just said, that's it, God, I'm done. I'm in the pit. I'm done. I'm just going to join them because that's the easy thing to do. But he continued and accepted that call that God placed on his life. And he remembered in the very beginning when God called him that when he's speaking truth to power that, that he will be with him. Remember Jeremiah 1.8, God will be with you. So he lamented. How many of you have ever lamented in the midst of a pit? 
How many of you have ever gone to God and just so angry at your situation, so angry about what's going on, and all you can do is be angry and say, why? And be so flustered and so faithful that all you know to do is when you're in the pit of life is to go to God. When I find myself in those situations, when I find myself spinning my wheels, when I find myself so flustered and frustrated about living out the call that God has in my life, I just stop and I remind myself of that Psalm, Psalm 4610, be still and know that I am God. And I have to take a deep breath. I have to relax. And yes, I have to lament. Sometimes going to God and and lamenting to God is, is one of the best things that we can do. It's a healthy thing. Lament, as Matt Miosky pointed out, that, that, that there, are, there are a cry of sorrow, of hope, of sadness of God. It's acknowledging where we are and, and saying, yes, God, I'm angry, but I'm here for you. Sometimes we find ourselves stuck. and We don't know what to do. One of the stories, and maybe you heard about this story, there, there was a um, Bank of America in Corpus Christi. man went in to fix the ATM. And all of a sudden, he found himself stuck in the ATM. And all he had with him was, was a paper and a pen. And, and he would write, help me, help me, help me. And it would come out time and time again, and nobody helped him. <laughs> Could you imagine what it would be like stuck in the ATM machine? You, know, you had the tools to get out, meaning that you had your pen and your paper, and nobody helped you. I'm sure... He regretted leaving his phone in the van. I'm sure he really wished that someone wouldn't think this is just a joke by, by the ATM company. I'm sure he thought that, man, where is God in the midst of this craziness? Because how often does someone get stuck in an ATM? Probably not all that often. But eventually, someone who thought this was really crazy, took it in and said, I think there's something going on with your ATM. And they were able to get the man out, and he was okay. Crying out to God is necessary. Having people know that you're in a pit is important, and being honest with ourselves, and sometimes, church, we have to be honest about our pits that we're in in life. And sometimes we just have to say, here I am, Lord, use me. And sometimes we have to wait for those people to come and help us get out of the pit. You know, one of the beautiful things about the children's moment today with, with Shanna and the bucket on her head was the children, will it, their willingness just to easily just walk over and take the bucket off her head. Sometimes we have to help people become unstuck. Sometimes we have exactly what it takes to help people become unstuck. In those times, in those moments, God is calling us to be faithful. And so to this week, I almost guarantee you, you're going to find someone who's stuck. You're going to find someone who, who is struggling in life. You're going to come across someone who things may not be going as perfectly and as well planned as they had thought. Kind of like Jeremiah. You know, Jeremiah never thought he'd be end up in a, in a plant or in a cistern. He thought everything would be all right. I'd just do my job and everything would be all right. Never thought that he'd end up in a pit. 
Sometimes that happens to us. And when we're in the pit, we can either wallow in it or we can try to get out. We can analyze our situation and, and figure out what it means to become unstuck in the pit. I like what Miaski said this week. He said, we can be angry with God and sustain a deep and ultimate sense of love and trust. We can be angry with God. But we can also need to trust God. That God will get us out of this pit. And it may not be exactly how we wanted and how we planned, but it may be how God needs us to get out. Another one of those one of those stories that I came across about being stuck in an elevator uh, came from the United Kingdom from Brian. He said, I was once trapped in an old elevator in our old office building. I ran the alarm for ages, but no one responded. So in a Bruce Willis moment, I forced the doors open only to find I was just a couple of inches off the ground floor. I walked out with what little dignity I had left. Church, sometimes our our answers to our pits are just that simple. And sometimes the answers to getting out of our ruts takes us to acknowledge that God doesn't give up on us. And we shouldn't give up on God. So there's two things I want you to remember this week. Pay attention to those who may be in a pit And if you're in a pit, find ways to get out. But you have to do it first with prayer and going to God. The second is know that your low point isn't your last point. You can get out of the rut that you're in with God's help. And it takes a little bit of leaning on Jesus to get us out of those ruts. Because sometimes that leaning is all we need just to get us out. To get us enough leverage to get us out. All we needed was just a little bit of leverage to get that van out. So we could go do the mission before us. It ended up being one of the greatest things that we ever did at that church was going on that mission trip. And we had lots of laughs. And it was all because we were willing to get out of the pit. We could have just called it a day because that van stuck, we're not going to work. But we did all the work that we could to get out so church let's get out of the pit and let's move in a direction where God is calling us and let's be faithful to him and don't be afraid to lean on Jesus so you can become unstuck let us pray we hope you've enjoyed listening today online and we'd love to for you to come and join us at 10 a.m. Sunday morning or 6 30 p.m. Sunday night you can find out more about us by going online at TahlequahUMC.org thank you and have a blessed day